Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Kate Harlow here. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to quickly personally invite you to my upcoming Expanded Love Masterclass that's happening next week, April 26th to 30th. It is a five-day masterclass, totally free, where I'm going to dive deep into all five saboteur archetypes, and you're going to get to know your personal flavor of your saboteur. This work is life-changing, knowing your saboteur intimately and how to not let this part of you lead your love life is absolutely so transformative, so life-changing, and will change every single relationship, every single challenge you experience in relationship. Um, one of my favorite things about the saboteur work and the work that I do with women is that it actually brings a lot of lightness to the parts of ourselves. We have so much shame around. So especially going into this week's episode about the shame, feeling shame around being single, that is your saboteur. And so I would love to introduce you to your saboteur and have you join me. It's going to be in a private Facebook community, and I will be going live and teaching every single day for five days straight absolutely free. Make sure you click the link below to grab your spot. Tell all your girlfriends, I can't wait to see you there and enjoy this week's episode. This is such an important topic. Sending you all my love. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 68. Free yourself from the shame of being single or from feeling the shame of being single, there is, I mean, this is a hot topic. I have met very few women in my life who don't have some level of shame that they're carrying, even if they're hiding it really, really deep down around being single and, you know, the meaning that, that we make of it and the stories around it. It's, it's such a painful thing. I know for myself back when I was a serial fantasy date, fantasy relationship addict, I would jump from relationship to relationship and I would jump into relationships so quickly because I was so afraid of what it meant to be single, mm. even in my twenties, like what? <laughs> it's totally fine to be single. But I remember as soon as I was single, I'd feel this pressure. Like I got to find a, a boyfriend. I can't be alone. Like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think of me? Like, and I remember when I was 20, I think I was like 23 or 24 and I moved to Australia, I literally would go around and be like, do you have any single friends? Do you have any single friends to everyone I worked with? Because everyone had boyfriends and I felt like it just meant that there was something wrong with me because I was mm -hmm. single. And so I did that actively until I found a boyfriend and like just was always on the hunt and I mean, God, there's so many flaws in, in letting our shame 
and letting this, uh, it's not even ours, letting this cultural shame around women being single, um, per, letting that be the driving force for actively feeling pressure to find a partner because that's happening. We in so many ways sell ourselves out and, um, you know, choose partners that are toxic and rush into relationships. And there's so many things where we're, there's so many things that we do going against ourselves because that shame is, is, is kind of like the driving force of the pressure to partner. Mm -hmm. It's the unwillingness to feel it. Yeah. That then drives it. It was so, I'm so appreciate hearing your story of, I knew that that's what was going to come if I was single. So as a way to avoid feeling the shame of being single, I'm running from relationship to relationship. And I'm thinking about how the ways I never let myself feel the shame of being single or actually never let myself feel the shame of thinking I was a horrible person. I always had someone I was sleeping with. Mm-hmm. So there, there were periods of time when I did not have a boyfriend, but you better believe I always had attention. I always had someone I was attaching to. And so I am welcoming all of these women in to this episode of, you know, unwillingness to feel all of your feelings or the avoidance of self is what drives toxic relationships, toxic behaviors, you ending up in cycles of rejection, disappointment, unrealistic expectation. And then for me, most of all, the shame of being single then sets women up to be in horrific relationships they feel they can't leave and you see the pretty pictures on Facebook with someone in a relationship when it is horrible Mm -hmm. behind closed doors and you have no idea what's happening for that woman but god forbid a woman is not in a relationship or god forbid we all go five seconds without attention but the for me it's the willingness to recognize what exactly like you just said what is driving me mm-hmm. but zooming out first cuz we're really addressing this first cultural problem where it's a woman's job to be in relationship it's a woman's job to look perfect because what is true on the other side of perfectionism is shame right thinking i'm bad and wrong and the idea of shame is i'm bad and wrong i'm not worthy of love and belonging and so in order to avoid the places where i feel that i get in relationship or i pay a lot of money to look perfect or i buy the purse or the shoes or the p- perfect expensive clothes so i don't have to feel who i am because the other thing for me was shame and the shame of being single it's so fascinating shame of in struggling in relationship is what keeps people from asking for help. So you see me, I mean, my whole thing is like the worst of the fairy tale is not only perpetuating the false idea of perfectionism, but it keeps people from the vulnerability of asking for help, right? If you're full of shame around being single, you're not going to get vulnerable to what is actually going on inside of me. Is my inner child running my love life? Is my saboteur running my love life? Am I acting out childhood woundings? I'm running from myself. (laughs) Wherever you go, there you are. And relationships are falling apart because people are too ashamed to ask for help, too ashamed to end up in a couple's coaching or couple's therapist office. But you wait until you're freaking like on the verge of divorce or on the verge of of breaking up to show up there. And I hope that inside the new paradigm of love is not only that you free yourself from the shame, but that you free yourself from the idea of perfection 
and that we fall in love with our humanity and we fall in love with our vulnerability. Cause I'm working with tons of couples right now after COVID and it's like, the past year was freaking hard. Like give yourself a break, like give yourself a break around being single, give yourself a break around whatever your love life has looked like up until now. Like that's one of my secrets for you to free yourself from this is to give yourself a freaking break, Mm. like unplug from this cultural narrative of the perfect woman with the perfect life and the pretty Facebook photos and come home to the soul of who you are, know who you are. And then you better believe you'll choose a life that is in alignment with who you are rather than a life where you're trying to escape from all of the things that you're afraid to feel, all of the aspects of yourself that you're afraid to face and then wonder why you're so unhappy. Mm, Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're at, we're, we're at a time in the world where women don't actually need a partner. Once upon a time, we needed partnership. It absolutely, we couldn't survive without a provider, without a man doing, you know, hunting and gathering for us. And it wasn't possible for us to survive without it. We couldn't have our own. We talked about this the other day. We couldn't have our own credit cards, our own bank accounts, our own, you know, didn't have the right to vote. We didn't have a say. We had to have a partner in order to survive. And now we don't need a partner. So we're at this powerful juxtaposition where we get to actually choose to be in partnership versus not choosing versus being in partnership because it's absolutely the only option. Mm. And it's no longer the only option. I mean, there are powerful women. I work with so many powerful women who have thriving careers and they have kids and they're single moms and they're doing it all. And yes, they're tired and yes, they, you know, but they, they're, they're doing it all and they still are able to come back to themselves and they're still able to create a life that they love. And they're still able to shift from where they're coming from. We no longer need partnership. And so I think this is such a beautiful, powerful place to be because we get to choose when the right partner comes along hey, this feels aligned. I feel really fulfilled and filled up within myself. And I feel really, you know, aligned within myself. And this partnership feels really aligned. So yeah, Mm -hmm. let's see where it goes and let's let it organically unfold. Like when you're filled up within yourself, you're relaxed in it. You're not like, oh my God, I need the next text. I need the next thing I need. But if you're coming, if if you're showing up on these dates or getting into relationships and you're finding yourself obsessing over the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, obsessing over the timeline, obsessing over where it's headed, being like in that place of, oh, I need, or even being single and being like, oh, I need a partner. Like, I, I wish I had a partner. I wish I had a partner. I wish I had a partner. Like, if you just relax into your life and relax into yourself and relax into feeling good within yourself and focus on you, you get to experience that, that when the right person shows up again, like it's not your job to find love. The universe is going to bring it to you when it's the right time. It's just your job to, to say, Hey, does this feel aligned or does this not feel aligned? But because so many women are driven by that shame and driven by that, this belief that I absolutely have to have a partner and I have to be in a relationship in order to feel good, in order to feel happy. Well, that's the thing that constantly keeps us chasing something, thinking this is thing outside of ourselves is going to make us feel better. And it will, but only momentarily. 
right? It's only a short period of time that we feel like, yay, okay, I have everything I ever wanted. And then all of a sudden reality sets in and challenge Mm. sets in and triggers set in and relationships are very challenging. So the new paradigm of relationship is I'm making a choice because this feels aligned. I'm not making a choice and ignoring all the red flags because I'm desperately trying to find a husband or I'm desperately wanting to be in a relationship just to not be alone, right? right? Are you running away from something or are you moving towards something because it actually feels good? And from that place, now you can choose to be in a relationship that's actually aligned, that's actually growth-based, mm-hmm. you know, that that is supportive of who you are and who, you, who you're becoming. Right. Right. And this so important to remember need from survival is very different from need from soul because there are needs that can only be met by other people. We do need other people. It's a freaking lot to put on one person, a romantic partner, but you are not asking for too much to want a partner who is enthusiastic about you, wants to grow with you, wants to learn with you, wants to create an extraordinary relationship with you. But I'm listening to you thinking, God, just flip it, right? Like how good would it feel for you to be on a date with a guy that's like, I've been single for a really long time and I don't want to be single anymore. And I just want to get off the apps. And do you want to just be my girlfriend. Um, sorry, you're not going to come like, you're not going to go running into that person's arms. You're going to be totally turned off around that. And so flip it. Every single thing that you're acting out in and the way you're behaving right now, just say to yourself, wait a second, how would I feel on the other side of this? What would it be like for me on the other side of this energy? If this is what a man brought to a phone call or brought to the table and The truth is there will be people who will spend the rest of their lives avoiding their pain and avoiding their shame and not wanting to deal with themselves. And there's plenty of people acting out in their relationships that way. But if you're listening to this podcast, this is the beginning for you to say, what is true for me? And choice, consciousness is choice. Do I want to be run by my survival and maladaptive behaviors or my inner child, or I want to choose a life from my soul? Because our culture is really soulless, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is no soul in our culture. We want perfectionism. We want, you know, it's all image-based. There's no soul feeling. There's no connection to our humanity and the fact that struggle is a part of life. But you get to choose how you want to be in relationship with life. And I imagine the shame of being single can happen as a result of you comparing yourself to other people's mm. relationships or love stories. So how about just checking in for a second? Okay, what if I really do have choice over my experience? Is this what I want to carry right now? Or what is the shame of being single that I've been carrying keeping me from looking at? What do I get out of feeling bad for being single? Because mm-hmm. there's something Like the the bad news really is that shame is avoidance. Shame is avoidance and shame, you're going to feel shame. I keep thinking about all the times I'm here. I am as a relationship coach. And there are days when I'm having a fight with my husband where I'll like feel shame for a second. Like, oh, but I'm a relationship coach. I should be better at this when, okay, I'm sorry. No amount of personal development work will save you from making mistakes (laughs) and being human. And so if we zoom out over and over and over again, this cultural idea that says a woman is supposed to have XYZ life, and then 
what is more attractive than a woman who loves herself and accepts who she is and as embraces her imperfections? Because guess what? The best romantic relationships are ones that embrace imperfection and love on each other's differences rather than trying to shape the other person into being who they think they're supposed to be. And that's what you're doing when you have shame over being single. You're telling yourself that you should be different. Your life should be different. You should be further along. Should, 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 should. And the word should is a judgment. And when you're shitting all over yourself, you're abandoning yourself. And then you have no capacity to step into your grown up big girl pants to say, what is important to me? How do I want to live my life? What is life asking of me right now? Like I had the most, the most beautiful client. We just ended our work because we, she essentially said, you know, this is not where I am right now. And she ended up choosing a therapist to work with. We ended our work because it's, you know what? I'm not met I, where I am right now is not to be thinking about dating and relationship. I have other aspects of my life. I need to tend to that is maturity. Mm. That's maturity. So you're, if you're carrying around shame of being single first, it's collective and cultural and you can put it down. And then the other part is what am I not willing to face? which might be deeper wounds that you need to heal before you think about a relationship, mm. right? Avoidance is killer. It's killer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just thinking like going back to the shooting all over yourself. It's this like, this is, if you are shooting, if you are, oh, my life should be different. I should be in a relationship. I'm at a certain age. My clock is ticking. I, ha I ha need to find a husband or you've already been married and you're like, I need to find another one. Uh, you're, whatever, you're, whatever story you're playing out, if it's coming from your mind and it's this idea of you're not where you should be right now in this moment, that is your saboteur. And, and the saboteur is the voice of the collective. Your saboteur is the voice of your family system. The saboteur is the voice of the media, social media, your influences, your social circles. Everyone who's ever influenced you becomes that narrative in your mind that's telling you who you're supposed to be and what your life's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That script, when you're living from that place of playing out that script, my God, it is your life is going to feel empty. When you're playing out someone else's script of what you, what someone else told you your life is supposed to look like, you will never feel fulfilled, right? I've talked about Elizabeth Gilbert and Eat, Pray, Love so many times because in that story and her life story, she was the typical woman. And this is almost every client I've ever had has a story very similar to hers where she wakes up one day married with this perfect on paper life and is like, I don't want any of it, or I feel disconnected from all of it, or I feel miserable inside, or I hate my life or whatever, whatever the internal um, feeling mm -hmm. might be that script and that storyline that your mind is telling you is the thing that's going to make you happy is not the thing that's going to make you happy. That's someone else's storyline. Like if we were to actually capture, especially our generation, like we are here to do big things and all the generations to come is like, if, if you were to look back at the end of someone's life and to capture all the magical experiences and all the magical people mm. they're going to meet and all the, all the loves and all the relationships and all the connections, like it's this magical, beautiful spectacle. It's not just a two people sitting on a couch forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, you know, that might be your story, but probably not. 
You know, you might have one person that you're meant to grow old with, but you can't know that till you're old. You can't know that till retrospect, till you look back. You know, I, one of the things I love about watching you and Andrew's relationship is it's so honest and you go through phases and it's not, it's not the same. You're not just like, oh yeah, he's my perfect Prince Charming forever and ever. No, you go through phases where you're like, wait, do we want to do this still? And then you're like deeply in love again. And then you're growing and evolving to the next level of you. And that's the new paradigm of relationship. It's not a script. It doesn't look like the TV shows. It doesn't look like all of our conditioning around love. It looks way better. It looks way juicier when you're actually awake. You're not sleepwalking through your life, living someone else's script. You're actually taking the reins and writing your own story, which is what I do with my clients. They step into the heroine of their life so they can actually rewrite their own fucking story and write it with the com- with the themselves and the divine, right? Learning how to follow your own inner guidance. So as a single woman, you are a sovereign woman. You are a sacredly sovereign woman. And when you are in relationship, you are also a sacredly sovereign woman when you are in the new paradigm. And it, there's no difference. Being in relationship and not being in relationship doesn't actually mean anything about you. Right. But our fucking society will tell you it does, right? Everyone around you will tell you it does. And I'm and I am sorry for your pain. I it is not easy. I know when women are single, they constantly have friends and family saying, "Have you met anyone? Are you dating?" There's just this collective anxiety about. We women. made an episode though on what to tell them when they do that. Yes, so go yeah, yeah. That. Go back to that episode. <laughs> We did help you out with that. What to say to those people. It's so fucked. It's this collective anxiety about women being single. And so I invite you to be the woman who fucking rebels against the script. Why don't you burn that script and be like, actually, I don't know what's coming. I can like stoke my desires. I can get clear on how I want to feel and what kind of life I imagine I want to experience. And then who do I have to become to have that life? Who do I have to be every single day to become the woman that has this epic relationship, that has this epic life, who travels the world, who does whatever it is that you want to do, but allow yourself to dream and to get excited about your life and then become the woman who would have that life and get excited about yourself and being that woman as opposed to thinking some man's going to come along and give you that feeling that you're longing to feel because that's the setup for the old paradigm. It's a setup for codependency. It's a setup for being disconnected from yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got so those there's some good journal questions, right? Like, what have I been avoiding in my life? What dreams have I put on hold telling myself I'll do them when I have a partner? What is the next right action for me to take in my life to find my happiness rather than waiting for a man to make me happy? And, you know, I know we, we made an episode about the truth about self-love, but I, I have seen a lot about this idea of like how much do I have to be perfect in order to have love? Like this whole thing of how much personal development work do I have to do before I'm ready for a relationship? (laughs) And this idea of, again, it's just flipping the exact same shame. Like, so instead you have either you're a woman who has shame around being single and you are not investing in yourself and you're not turning toward yourself and you're not signing up for work because you're just letting your shame run your show 
Or you're the woman who has unconscious shame, but you're throwing yourself into a million fucking programs and a million books about relationship, but you're not dating. You're just learning about love, but not actually practicing talking to people and going on dates and learning about yourself and telling yourself that one day I'll have love when I've just done enough work on myself. Life is messy and you're going to make mistakes and you're not always going to say the right thing. And guess what? Neither is your partner. And what you do in those moments actually tells you who you are. And I had, I was living in Hawaii for a month and then I was sleeping on my friend's couch. I was one year being a full-time entrepreneur, having left my job and I didn't show up on a date nervous and embarrassed about sleeping on my friend's couch. So I really want to make clear where loving yourself is the answer, period. Loving who you are and owning who you are and building a life that you love and not being ashamed of any aspect of you, not being ashamed that you haven't had a partner yet, not being ashamed Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't have a history of a million partners or not being ashamed of a history of a million partners and being Mm -hmm. married 15 times. Like exactly like you just said, you are the author of your story and nothing has been wrong about how you have lived your life so far. The only thing that's wrong is a culture that tells you it's wrong to not have only one storyline of how you're supposed to live your life. I the, the, every single date I went on that I got asked out for a second date because nothing is more magnetic than a woman who owns who she is and nothing is more unattractive or unalluring than a woman who is hiding who she is, pretending to be someone she's not trying to prove herself or tucking away her shame because she doesn't want to deal. And then you're setting yourself up for a partner who doesn't love themselves. Then you're both wound mates rather than choosing a partnership from vision and dream and being connected on where are we going and what do we want to create together? Yeah. And so either way, do the inner work. The inner work is the answer and not from I'm doing work on myself so that I find a partner and then I live happily ever after. I'm doing work on myself because I don't want to live it with shame. I don't want to act out my childhood patterns anymore. I don't want to have a life where I'm pretending to be someone I'm not. Because one of the most powerful anchors for me actually has been connecting with my future self. Like on my deathbed, what do I want to say about my life? Hmm. That's really, really, really important to do, right? What do I want to say about my life? Do you want to say that you just spent all of your life settling and you spent all of your life chasing men? You spent all of your life trying to prove that you mattered? Or do you want to step into knowing your purpose and knowing who you are and designing a life that you're freaking proud of? Because mm. it's all possible, but it starts with you. Yeah. It starts with you. And you know what? Everyone around you may have shame about being single, but you can decide that you're going to turn toward your own love and your own desires to feel beautiful and happy, fulfilled and alive, no matter what is happening, because it's an inside job. It is an inside job. And when you argue with reality, you freaking lose. This is not my quote. I don't know who said this, but when you argue with reality, you lose 100% of the time. Like you, 
if you are arguing with where you are, you are suffering. And you, like, like you just said, you're way less magnetic when you are in discord with where your life is and thinking it should be somewhere else, yes. right? Like one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself right now is to fall in love with being a single woman. Like actually get to a place, not where you're closed for business. Like you keep your <laughs> heart absolutely open to love yes. and you also hold your desire for a relationship, but you hold it with your palm open. You don't open. clench onto it, right? You just absolutely fall in love with your life as a single woman. And if you don't love your life, what needs to go? Like look at the areas of your life, look at the dead weight, look at the places that are causing discord within you. Get radically honest with yourself and be willing to have the courage to let go of what's out of alignment, to let go of what feels heavy and dense, to let go of what's draining the life out of you and actually take a stand for the life that you have and make it fucking epic. And what like that is going to be the most magnetic thing to a partner is a woman who's loving her life, who's excited about dating, who's excited about meeting people, but who isn't needing a partner, who isn't feeling shameful about being single, who doesn't feel wrong and bad for being on her own, but who actually celebrates her life and mm. loves her life and owns the fact that this is where I am right now. Yeah. And one day I won't be here. One day I probably will be in a relationship. So while I'm here as a sovereign single woman, I'm going to fucking love it up and celebrate it and enjoy it and bask in it and, and mm -hmm. squeeze out every ounce of pleasure because one day when you're in a relationship, you will miss aspects of you being single. And, and then you'll, you know, you'll be struggling with your husband or with your partner and, and thinking like, ah, oh, it was so much easier when I was single. Like celebrate where you are, where you are is where you're meant to be or you wouldn't be there. And it's not your job to find love. So let go, put your oars in the boat and let the, let the stream carry you, right? You don't have to work so hard yeah. and yeah. Know where, know where you are and fall in love with where you are and be willing to feel your pain. <laughs> I promise you the acknowledgement of your pain or the shame that you've been afraid to feel the courage to face yourself that that goes away the, the pain and the shame goes away it's your unwillingness and your avoidance and you're wanting the a man to save you and make you happy that fuels all the drama and all the dysfunction and all the toxic Nate, all the toxicity of a relationship. And I really have been thinking lately about this whole idea of vision-based partnership. Like if you don't know where you're going and you want someone else to take you somewhere, mm. you're asking for all the way back to our first few episodes of our podcast. You're asking to just sit in the passenger seat of someone else's life. Yeah. Where are you going? What do you want to create for yourself? And then from there, you'll choose a partner who adds to your life rather than becomes responsible for your freaking life and then sets you up to feel completely disempowered and never at home with yourself. Yeah. So it the, the moral of the story here is it absolutely is possible to break free and free yourself from the shame of being single. And what 
light and permission you like you then become the single woman who gives permission for other single women to see what's possible rather than being in groups of single women when you're where you're all sharing about being dramatic and desperate and in dysfunction and the roots are deep the roots are deep i did an unbelievable exercise with a client last week where we looked at her lineage of women in her life and how her mother behaved in relationship how her grandmother behaved in relationship how her great grandmother behaved in relationship i mean for some of us we are carrying deep 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 codependency and you get to become the cycle breaker you know, like even if you say you want kids, like I, I hear this all the time. I want to give kids the childhood I never had. Okay. So what's stopping you from doing that right now with yourself? Mm-hmm. How about you decide right now to give yourself the life you never got to have and the love you never got to have rather than asking a partner to do that for you because it does not freaking work. And waiting for that means you'll actually choose the partner who's exactly like your parents who definitely will not give you a different childhood. You'll just act out the one that you had all over again, expecting someone else to be different. So over and over again, every episode is take responsibility for your life, period, (laughs) period. And it is okay to be longing for a partner. It's not okay to be desperate. It's not okay to be ashamed of who you are and then make it someone else's job to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Imperfection is our nature. Our divine nature is perfection, but our human nature is imperfect and messy and awkward. And the healing journey is one of a lifetime of a lifetime, there will never be a final destination point of perfectly healed any more than there's a final destination point of a perfect relationship or perfect happiness. So fall in love. Exactly. It's so beautiful. You said fall in love with exactly where you are. Be willing to love the pain of where you are. Just be willing to love it. Could you love it? Could you be leaning into loving where you are? Because there were times I can still, when I finally was willing to get honest about love addiction, I can still see myself walking across the Boston Common at 1130 at night. My ex and I just broken up for the 25 millionth time. And I am standing in the middle of the park being like, this cannot be my life. I do. I cannot keep doing this to myself. The universe was not doing it to me. I went back and forth with him. There is no universe causing pain for me. It was me making those decisions. And so what is exactly like you said about dropping it, but maybe it might, the question also is what is causing me pain that I've been unwilling to let go, right? What behaviors are hurting me? What mindsets are hurting me? Cause you have the power to change. That's the gift of our brain. <laughs> the gift of our resilient brain and our physiology. We are actually capable of healing and capable of rewriting patterns. And that is exactly what you and I each do. Yeah. In that moment when you're talking about that, like, oh, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I have, like, I have to take ownership of my life or what I, the, whatever words you use, I can't remember, but, um, but I just picture this, like most women, most women's saboteurs are driving the car and are like trying to take you to your dream destination, but they're driving the car over cliffs and like over dangerous terrain and going in the wrong direction, right? When your heroine, when your soul takes the wheel, that's what happened for you. It was a divine intervention. You were like, no more. Finally, you got the courage to take control of your life, right? And so many of us are living so passively and are in this dream state of, well, once I have love, I I was talking to 
to a client about this yesterday and it was like she was deeply believing like once she has the relationship then she'll feel better then she'll feel sexy and beautiful and powerful and smart and wanted and needed and desired and all those things like no you've got to get yourself there you activate all of those feelings within yourself and there are many 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 millions of ways to activate these feelings within yourself and then it will, you'll be a magnet to what you're desiring. Yes. Um, yeah, it's time to rewrite your story and take your power back. Um, I have a masterclass happening this week. It's five days. So we're already on day two, but um, every day at noon, I'm going Pacific. I'm, I'm at noon Pacific. I'm going in um, live in my Facebook group. It is a expanded love masterclass where I'm teaching about the five saboteur archetypes that are stopping you from experiencing the love that you desire that are keeping you feeling shame around being single that are keeping you feeling disconnected or, or acting out of your patterns when you're dating in, in relationship. Um, it's a totally free masterclass. It's five days and we'll connect the link below. And it's also in my, um, Instagram, Kate Harlow XO. You can go to my Instagram and sign up for the masterclass there and would love to have you join me five full days. Every day I go live for an hour teaching about each saboteur archetype. So you can get to know yourself intimately and the part of you that has been driving the car, taking you in the wrong direction, rather than you learning how to actually really lean into loving and celebrating where you are so that you can be, be equipped for the relationship when it shows up in the divine time. Get in that group ASAP. Knowing mm. yourself is one, another aspect, right? We're freeing yourself from the shame of being single. You free yourself when you know yourself yes. and you know the part of you that is stopping you. This is so, so important. So we hope you loved this episode. We're celebrating you and your courage to listen, your courage to face the truth about where you've been in the way. And thank you for being a part of the new truth and giving permission for all women to see and believe in the possibility of the new paradigm of love. So we love you and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.